You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. Welcome, everybody, to the mind of the meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar, ECW original, and AEW's own, the blue meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the mind of the meanie. I am your tour guide, Josh Chernoff, and he is the talk of the town, the blue meanie meanie. What's on your mind? Uh, I don't know. Did something happen? I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, you were at McCusker's. That's yeah. what I saw online, right? Yeah, I was watching uh, AEW for McCusker's. There you go. <laughs> um, nah. So, yeah, dude. What a... Yeah, bro. As I fade out the, the music here. What a... Uh, what a week for, uh, for, our, for our little meanie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a really good week. Uh, you know, Saturday, you know... Somebody asked me if this was like the quickest between working between for two different promotions because Saturday I worked for MLW and Wednesday I was fortunate enough to, well, yeah, I'm always fortunate enough to work for MLW, but I was for, also fortunate enough to, in the same week, work for another company, which was AEW. I did, uh, I'm, uh, they were here in Philly and uh, I did a segment for AEW Dark Elevation. You are a modern day Rick Rude. At this point. Um, now, Minus the so I so I am uh, out there in the arena working for fight uh, doing yeah. the you know doing what I do there at AEW <laughs> and I'm yeah. over by uh, by ad free shows uh, uh, main man over there Paul Bromwell Paulie B uh-huh. and uh, we're doing a little little plug ski for ad free shows and uh, all of a sudden, the crowd goes freaking insane. I look up. <laughs> oh, what is it? What's happening? What, did, did Joey Janela just dive off the top rope? Like, this is, uh, you know, nope, it's the blue meanie. And I looked, and I said to myself, you motherfucker. You kayfabing <laughs> son of a bitch. Which I believe is actually what I said to you when I then. Those, those were the actual words yes. you said to me. And I, I wonder if it will be, if it'll make it on air, my running by the heart, uh, uh, in front of the hard cam to catch you before you went into the back. Cause I wanted to catch you to make sure we could do, you know, and I have never seen you move that fast. Um, <laughs> as they were ushered, cause they ushered you, you know, they got to move on to their next thing. And it's like, you know, yeah. back, 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 back. But I caught you right before the curtain. Um, and, uh, and then we ended up recording a fun little thing that made it on social media. Um, yes. And, social uh, media. 
Yes, and uh, so that was that was a lot of fun. But man, I was, uh, dude, I was so proud to see you out there. Like, and you looked good. You had that shirt, which you know set the wrestling world on fire. People, were, I want that shirt. I want that shirt. Uh, you were telling me off air. Yeah, that, that is a that is a one on one. That shirt is a one on one one of one. I was like, I gotta do. I'm doing so. I'm doing AEW in Philly. What can I do? Uh, let's make a BW an AEW theme shirt in the the spirit of the BWO shirt. Yep. So uh, I started off with like a rough idea, and then I showed it Mrs. Meany, and she was like, "Oh, I got an idea." So she went and you know uh, gimmicked it up, make it made it make it made it look a little bit more stencily, and mm-hmm. she added the you know all elite wrestling underneath and uh she has one of those vinyl cutters so she uh went and uh, put it through the vinyl color and made a an iron orange she ordered she well she had to order the special iron orange paper mm. and uh made that and uh i watched her making it it, it was really cool it was really cool yeah really i was, was nervous cutting too i was like man i can't fuck up on this one. <laughs> <laughs> of all the shirts i've cut i was like oh I, I really got to be careful with this one i don't want to fuck it up yeah it uh it's a wonder- you it- know it looked awesome. Um, it uh, popped on camera. I mean, that's the cool thing about the blue. Always just, yeah. always looks good. Always stands out. But especially with yeah. the the dark, uh, no pun intended, because I know it's AEW dark, but uh, the dark <laughs> background that they have, you know, they have a, a lot of black there. So when yeah. the light hits that blue, like, man, and people have seen by this point, you've, you've all seen, if, you have, if it hasn't aired yet, I don't know exactly when Elevation airs. Is that Tuesdays? Uh, well, I believe so. Okay. So as you're listening to this, possibly tomorrow, that's when you'll get to see me on there. But, but I mean, it's really been making the rounds. It's like everything's like WCW, ECW invasion of AEW in this one match, yeah. which was already the fact that um, this is the beauty of all the spoilers that we can talk openly about it. Um, but Crowbar was like yeah. the first, like, you know, it's like Joey Janela calling someone else. Here comes Crowbar. Like what? <laughs> like and and I mean I know you've you've known I, I assume you've known him forever, right? Oh, since ninety four. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I've I've known him since I'd say maybe two thousand three, but such a good dude. In in like he is a a really good human being. Uh, so yes. to see him come out there in two thousand twenty one, it's just I mean it's it's a good it's a feel good thing, and then. You know, all of my anger aside <laughs> of you kayfabing me, uh, all of that uh, went out the, the window because I was just so, so happy for you to see you come out there. And the pop for you, like, I'm not joking. When I thought, I'm like, when I first heard it, I'm like, oh, there must be, there must be some huge, uh, you know, some major move just happened or something. Like, people went nuts. And that has to be. That has got to be a good feeling. Uh, it's it's a feeling, man. Because um, you never know. You never know when you're going out there how people are going to react. And all day, like people are like, ah, you're going to get a reaction, huh? I was like, I hope so. <laughs> uh, you know, fucking Dustin came. Dustin Rhodes comes up to me and goes, man, you're going to get that fucking Philly pop. I was like, I hope so, man. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man. yeah, I'm, I, you know, 
I'm cautiously optimistic with, you know, I'm in, in the business since 94 and, you know, just the things that you think will work sometimes they go, you know, so I went out there with the best intentions and, uh, it was really cool, man. Um, you know, that, that whole day just, you know, leading up to it was awesome. Um, well, first of all, to be able to, you know, see your mother, I don't know how long it's been. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 dude, he, he's one of the, the the best and he, me and him had a really good talk and it's good catching up with him. Uh, we we're just ch chilling by the gorilla right before I was going out and, uh, it's like, man, you gotta, gotta go out there, get that pop. And I was just like, <laughs> oh man, this fucking pressure. Um, no, but it was cool. They, uh, you know, I had reached out a while back with someone who I don't want to put out there because then everybody be like, "Hey, can you get me in?" <laughs> and then, um, just say it was it was Nova. Everybody track yeah. him down and just yeah. start asking yeah. Nova. And then uh, that person was like, uh, "Hit me up," you know, closer. I did, and then I got a, a I got contacted back um thursday hey can you be at tv absolutely yep <laughs> and, uh, don't tell anybody all right you know and uh, they specifically are like listen we know you know that that asshole from fight uh, <laughs> okay fabe the shit out of him no nah, it was i mean dude it was so cool like it's you know you look around that crowd and in AEW is not like geared towards kids but there are still right. a lot of kids in the crowd and a lot of people where now at this point, I mean, you look at somebody who's, you know, uh, 25, right? right? And you can say, okay, this is because they keep, everyone talks about the 18 to whatever demo, the demo, you know, but let's say somebody's 25. Okay. That person was five years old when ECW closed. Yeah. Like, so the amount of people who were able to have seen you in the heyday of ECW or when you were in WWE, really not a lot of them in the, in the crowd, right? Like, I mean, I would say probably half of them probably didn't really watch it when it was live, yeah. but because of things like the network or Peacock or whatever, uh, and because of things like your appearances with MLW, and I'd like to think maybe a little bit because of the podcast and, and the cello toys, action figures, stuff like that, you have remained in people's minds and in front of them. So all these years later, you're, it's cool because you get the nostalgia pop, but you also get like the, we are very aware of who this is. He's still a part of the business pop. You know what I mean? Like, like it, it, it didn't, if I, I don't know if I'm articulating that well, but it, like, it wasn't like the, oh, they dusted this guy off out of nowhere type thing. Like it was very right. much like, because you know, I, I would bet anything that at least 90% of the people that were there a couple nights earlier at MLW were there at the Leah Cora center. Yeah. So all those I, people I, just appreciated seeing the, you know, the blue meanie. And of course the thing it's the ECW arena or all that. And now those people, it's like that much more exciting. Cause it's like, Holy shit. He's here too. This is great. <laughs> Uh, somebody's like, uh, well, I'll be seeing you at GCW this weekend. I was like, I, I, <laughs> listen you know, to me. for the trifecta. Listen, you know? if you fucking show up at GCW 
and I have to walk in there and find out like all the marks. I can assure <laughs> you, I will not be at GCW because I will be working for Donnie B. Ah, uh, okay, yes. So, uh, the, the cat's out of bag. I already have a booking uh, that I've been plugging for two years. Feels like you know before the pan. It was supposed to. The show was supposed to happen before the pandemic, right? And uh, you know, flash forward, here we are. You know, two years later, finally doing this show for Donnie B's. Well, you know, uh, what, you know what the good news is though. Now you can uh, ask them to uh, pad the old envelope a little bit. Now Just be like, listen, man, I'm not saying, I'm not saying I'm an AEW star, but I'm not saying I'm yeah. not, you know. And uh, I have potential. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not saying I put all these asses in the seats, Donnie B. But I mean. <laughs> Yeah. What I'm just asking, was I on AEW this week? I, you know, you yeah. tell me. But yeah, I, man, it's so it's so cool. I'm just really happy for you. Um, you know, well, we, the biggest the biggest thing was worrying about you know being seen going into the building. So uh, you know, I was telling Tracy, I was like, dude, I, I've never been to this building, so I've never had to go in and bring her out. So I scoped it out on like Google Maps. I went to the, lo- Maps the long. Went, uh, I went. I went down the street level. I went around the entire block before on on maps before I figured out. Oh, the, the entrance is in the front. So I was like, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> and um, we uh, 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 assembled a disguise for me, um, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I was like, well, I was going to just buy one of those fucking masks from. Uh, not scary movie. Yeah, scary movie. Oh, like scream you know, the scream mask. The, yeah, yeah, scream mask. I was going to I, and walk Ghost in face, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, no, no. That that'd be be too obvious that you're doing something. So uh, she she's like, wait, well, you got we got to dress you up in something that like you normally wouldn't wear. I was like, all right. Well. So we went got like this button down shirt, and you know, uh, she went and got me one of those uh, Jeff caps. You know, I kind of look like a taxi driver ah. type thing, and uh, like Andy Cap, uh, uh, the uh, the guy on the uh, the pretzel bags or whatever, <laughs> or the cartoon. There. Um, so, I got that. I put that on with the mask. I was because I like believe it or not, with wearing a COVID mask, people still recognize me from the mm-hmm. you know the mid nose up. Yeah. It's bizarre, but like putting that hat. With my glasses, the COVID mask, the button-up shirt, I just look like it. And here's the thing, you know, I, I live close enough to the building. I, I didn't even drive there. I just took a lift mm. and uh, hopped in the lift, and uh, I was nervous, man. You know, I was like, like, I don't blow this fucking surprise, right? Seriously. So I, the the lift driver, instead of dropping me off in the front of the building, because like we were going up North Broad Street in philly and the building's on the southbound right so pulled over on the median <laughs> i was like <laughs> i'm gonna get out of the car get hit by a car my cup my 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 uh, cover's gonna be fucking blown <laughs> i felt like like a undercover cop you know kind of thing so i get out sling my bag over my shoulder and uh i just walk straight walk like you belong there walk right in nobody said anything no, no, hey, me, no, not nobody even looked at me. So I was just. Oh, like, for, what time did you get there? Were fans already out? There's fans there. Yeah, yeah. I got there about uh, one o'clock. Man, 
So uh, I just walked down the. Uh, I was halfway down the ramp, and I went, "Oh shit! Let me uh, t- let me finish my lift before I go in the building and lose reception." You know, I had to, had to give my driver five stars. You know, yeah. And uh, I'm standing there, a fucking crowbar walks right by me. Didn't even notice me, so I was yeah. just standing there. And uh, I go, "Hey, uh, Chris." Yeah, Kay Fabe, that's his name. Hey, uh, Chris. He turns around. And it's like, doesn't register anything. And I just pulled down the, the, the mask. Google <laughs> and make face at him. He went, holy shit. <laughs> now, did you know, at that point, did you know you were doing something with him or no? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you, when did you find out that you were going to be doing something with Crowbar? Like, like uh, when did you find out what you were doing? Maybe Saturday, Saturday Sunday. Okay, and that was I popped even huge. Like me and Crowbar both popped huge mm-hmm. because a we, you know he well he's got three years on me in the business, mm-hmm. but uh, I met him in '94 when I was I was literally in Al Snow school and Al Snow was coming out for the Corluzo convention and the NWA title tournament. Mm-hmm. That's the weekend I first met Crowbar and uh, when when he was Devin, Devin Storm. Storm, yeah, yeah. And uh, he was coming out to Iggy Pop's Wild Child, uh, which won him over to me because I love that song. Because <laughs> that song was in the Adventures of Babysitting but in uh, uh, Elizabeth Hugh. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I've known Still. this guy for 27 yeah, 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 yeah. I've known that guy for like 27 years, and we've always been on shows, but we've never done anything yeah. together. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, we, we're th- just thinking of ideas. I, and, you know, we both agreed that, you know, his character, my character, is like an updated, you know, version of like Raven Amini kind of mm-hmm. thing. He's like this dark, brooding, he, he's updated his character so much that, yeah. and, and uh, credit to him, he's constantly putting content out yeah. on his YouTube and stuff like that where, He's learned how to green screen and edit and all this stuff. He does these, you know, promos, you know, and they're great. And, um, this guy's own music. It's like classical music that goes into like rock and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it was so cool. Uh, and we're like, man, yeah, this could be like another Raven Meanie thing. You know, if, you know, we click right and do things and stuff like that. So when we got to the building, you walk in, you check in with uh, security, and uh, they're really good with the whole COVID thing, checking you and stuff like that. So went through those protocols and then uh, walked around and just, it was, it was great just seeing everybody walking in, saying, hey, how you doing? And then you get there and you see your, the board, that the big board with, you know, some of the matches, you know, the uh, pre-Dynamite matches and, you know, right now right there you know crowbar with blue meanie blah 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 and i was like oh man this is and again i've been in this business 27 years and i've done plenty of tvs you could be right in the gorilla position position get ready to go out and ah oh, man your, your your segment got cut you know that kind of thing so you're like oh but uh yeah and it was just great to see everybody and catch up and you know catering you know <laughs> um a, it's always good to see catering oh it's um the uh when uh, did you know 
uh, when they first said, hey, can you be a TV? Did you know that you weren't going to actually be wrestling, that you were going to be managing, or, or I guess in the corner? I, I was fine with whatever. When know. did you find out that you weren't wrestling, though? I, I, probably over the weekend. Okay. Well, I, I know I was mad. They're like, you're, you're going to manage Crowbar. I'm like, fine, okay. great. I mean, because cool. I, I, I'm looking at that, and I'm thinking, obviously, look, you're not somebody, like, you know, you can wrestle on a moment's notice, oh, yeah. you know, it's not like, yeah, it's not like you needed to like sit there and mentally and emotionally prepare yourself, but, but there's gotta be also where you can kind of sit back and be like, okay, so I pretty much just get to go have fun. Right. Like you didn't have to sit there and go like, all right, I've got my match to go. Like there were your spots and whatnot, but right. Yeah. Like that had to have just been. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's definitely uh things that were figured in, you mm -hmm. know, uh, went out there, and shout out to Joey Janela too, man. He uh, he's a guy who gets it. You know, mm. he's he's great. He's awesome. Uh, I've known Joey for a while, and uh, to be able to do something with Joey Janela is fantastic. Mm. And uh, you know, uh, you know, they figured in things for me to do, and uh, some of it we didn't get to because time constrictions. You know, like I said, you know, a lot of these shows are edited on the fly and they're like, all right, he trimmed off. We got to trim this off. You know, you were going to do, night. I remember you're going to do a corkscrew moonsault to the well, outside and, but they're just yeah. like, fuck man, we're out of time. <laughs> now like, you know how uh, snow feels. Yes. Yes. Uh, and by the way, uh, like we, I were, I did a 12 man elimination tag match Saturday for MLW. <clears throat> they're like, you have, uh, 18 minutes so we we go out there and as soon as we get in the ring the re referee comes over and goes you guys have 10 minutes We're like fuck so that's and you start going all right so 12 of us so 10 minutes so less than a minute per you just tell you, let's let's take it home yeah it's like the, I mean the go, the go home spot was like six minutes you know Man. so yeah let's just fucking take it home right from the fucking jump you know, but that's but, uh, I mean, that's that's what it's like to be a bunch of professionals in the ring. And obviously between you and, and Savio Vega in there, you know, these are a couple, couple of guys who have uh, done this before. So, you know, I think you're all right. Yeah, but. The show was great, too, man. Those guys are a great group of people. Uh, and we'll get back to the AEW. But, yeah, working for uh, MLW on Sunday was fantastic. You know, and it, was, it was a little bit of a different dynamic because I'm normally the surprise. Right. You know, they have, but they announced me like, you know, a couple of days before the show, you know, uh, you know, uh, 12 man tag match, which is pretty cool. Uh, a little spoiler this is going to air closer to Thanksgiving. Cause they kind of, since it's a 12 man elimination, they want to kind of have like a survivor series vibe with the match kind of thing. So they're really cool. They're really, uh, traditionalists over there. Pretty cool. And then, uh, while I was at the, uh, MLW show, I did an interview uh, with Dan Gelston from the Associated Press, uh, which wound up being in the Washington Post. And then yep. yesterday was posted in on NBC Philly, uh, Channel 10 News here in Philly, which I've been, my uh, phone's been, uh, you know, dinging off the hook. But hey, man, I, I see all you on Channel 10's uh, webpage because there's a nice big photo of me from the back mm -hmm. but uh and then like that whole crew at mlw's awesome 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 folks and it was cool to be in the ring with savio uh, i love savio 
he, uh, you know, he's a guy who's been around, you know, been there, done that. And he's a producer there and to be in the match with him and have that mutual respect is, is really cool. So, uh, you know, I got to work with for MLW and then, uh, recuperate for a couple days and, uh, you know, you know, heal up for uh, Wednesday. Cause I honestly, I didn't really hadn't, I had an idea. I was managing crowbar, but I didn't know what I was doing, doing, you know, no, in all seriousness, they could have, I mean, I'm joking about the corkscrew moonsault, but they could have easily what, what happens, you know, t- Tony Khan comes up to you and goes, I, I got to see a, a mini salt right there in the middle I, of the ring. I got, Oh, you can do it. But yeah, I feel like you probably want to at least like, you know, maybe stretch first or something, you know, <laughs> My uh, pre-show cardio is right up there with uh, you know, the likes of a Ricky Morton. Just yeah. walking to the <laughs> ring? <laughs> the joke is, you know, you stand there with your hand on your hip smoking a cigarette. What's this? Uh, Ricky Morton's uh, pre-match cardio. You know, just <laughs> I love Ricky Morton, too, man. I saw him uh, a couple <laughs> weeks ago at the Icons co- convention, and there was some downtime between the convention and the show that night with uh, Battleground, and just to sit there and just shoot the shit with Ricky Morton and just fucking talk. You know, uh, I, I recently found out he's a Philadelphia Eagles fan, which blew my mind. Well, there so you go. we start talking about that. We started talking about life, you know, just to talk life with a legend and seeing how much you have in common. And, uh, you know, it was awesome. It's been an awesome couple of weeks between the icons convention and MLW, AEW, and then, you know, this weekend we got Donnie B show uh, coming up, which will be fine. It, and this might be the last ever BWO match, you know. So I think uh, Nova's been talking about wanting to hang it up. And, you know, it's in his home, hometown, home area. Yeah. So what better way to, uh, you know, hang up the uh, Hollywood Nova do-rag <laughs> than, uh in your hometown, uh, hometown in front of you, where your friends and family. Yeah, after know? all these years, we'll finally be able to shave that beard off. You know? <laughs> um, no, that's really you know that's cool. And, and I, I, if that is his last his last one, yeah, what better to do that in front? You know, working at his brother's show, right in front yeah. of like like that. That's just a that's cool. We're Are you familiar with Rick Ratchet? Not like too much, but I know the name. Rick Ratchet was a Dennis Corluzzo staple. He was the nature boy, Rick Ratchet. Yeah. Uh, nothing like Ric Flair. <laughs> but he's such a great character. He's a, uh, his real name's Pete. Salt of the earth type guy. Uh, outside of wrestling, he's made of, you know, a couple of very successful uh, uh, nutritional companies. Oh, cool. And, uh, yeah, he's doing really well on that. He's like cornered the market on uh, a bunch of different stuff. But in the ring, he is like one of the funniest guys. And he just did a promo for our, our match coming up where he's outside and he's got like a barbell loaded up with all these plates. He's like, I'm getting ready for my match. And he does, you know, it looks like eight plates. He bends over, does like a couple back things and stuff and puts it down and he stands in front of the camera all of a sudden these two kids walk in and they start lifting it because <laughs> the, the whole thing's fake you know, they're, awesome. the, the, and they're like ah oh, yeah the kids are like lifting it over their head like it's nothing and they're taking off the plates and throwing them like frisbees to each other <laughs> and they put it back together and walk off camera and he turned around and was like now if you excuse me i'm gonna have a couple more reps that's awesome <laughs> 
but yeah, that's awesome. I, I got I got nothing but love for Rick Ratchet. So he Rick Ratchet's in the match. You know, it's Donnie B show. Stevie no, there or uh, no? No. No. Okay. Oh man. But uh, he's not. I mean, Stevie's not really wrestling anymore, right? Yeah. He's like, oh, I don't even want. I don't want to put rumors out there because he's like, you know, he's he's doing pretty good with the fitness thing, and uh, I don't want to say he's retired mm-hmm. because I don't want to put that rumor out. I, I'm, I'm hey, trying to be careful. As long as you, here's the thing, and you, I'm, you can speak to this far more than me. As as long as you're capable to physically go in the ring. You are never officially retired until right. until you're gone from this earth because that that's the wrestling business, man. I mean, if we haven't seen, dude, look at Sting in AEW, right? It's good to see, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, how many? How like he retired, right? He, he retired, yeah. career-ending injury. Christian Cage, he was retired. His career was done. Oh. Brian Danielson, yeah. his career. Like, so here's the thing, man. And then in Stevie, th- you know, thankfully from anything I know, is it has no physical ailment that's keeping him out of the ring. But, I mean, the, in fact, I think he's in better shape than he ever was when he was in the ring. But it, it's, you know. And that's not that's not knock on him. He was, no. he was in good shape, but now he's No, even, he's just, it's incredible now. But, yeah. but that's the thing, man. It's like, so even if Stevie's like, yeah, I've had my last match. Yeah, you've had your last match until the right, the right phone call comes, right. <laughs> you know, and then you're, and then you're back. But so, so when you asked about that, I was just like, I, I, I didn't know how to answer. So yeah. I don't, I know it might have came off like, but I was trying to think of the right words to yeah. say, cause I don't want to put it out there, you know? Yeah. But he's doing really well for himself. Uh, he lives down in Georgia mm-hmm. and uh, he's, he's doing really well with the, the fitness stuff. And uh, he's doing a lot of stuff with tech. Stevie's always been ahead of the game on technology and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like he was writing, I don't want to say, I, I want to say he was writing code, like, you know, before like Windows programs and stuff like that. I have a cousin who, my cousin Tommy's a lot like that. He, uh, when I was a kid, he was like writing code on the computer, you know, I think this is like pre windows and shit yeah. like that. So yeah, my, my yeah. brother was always doing stuff like that. Like he, yeah. he was writing code or building computers and I'm sitting there and I'm just like trying to master the space bar and you know, it's kind of, uh, yeah, so it doesn't always necessarily translate in uh, family, but. Um, that semicolon go to, whatever. I just remember him saying go to a lot. Yeah. Uh, with, with the code or whatever. I, I, it's, but, uh, uh, what is it, like uh, line, 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 and then like, you know, like me parentheses till day. Sounds like me calling a match. Gimmick, gimmick, gimmick. Yeah. Yeah, printer, printer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it, it was good. Um yeah, and Stevie's doing good, and Nova's doing good. Uh, you know, I'm still doing it just because I love doing it. I, but I'm a lot more picky where I I do it, just physically and mentally. You know, mm-hmm. doing those uh, long. I mean, it's it's one thing to work a match, but then the travel involved with it, where you're uncomfortable going to the show, you wrestle, you get banged up, and then you're comfortable, uncomfortable all the way home yeah you know you go into a wrestle a match like say you drive six hours you wrestle for a couple you know minutes or whatever and then uh you get all banged up and then you gotta sit in the car for six hours prone driving trying to stay awake Mm -hmm. to get home and uh at you know 
you know, 6 a.m. and got to sleep. You only sleep for a couple hours. If it's a Saturday, you sleep for a couple hours because you want to get up and watch football. Yeah, and, I mean, look, uh, man, there's, you know, taking bumps. You know, I remember somebody comparing it to, like, a, a mini fender bender every time it you is. take a bump. And yep. that's, like, there are people who, and I, I look, I'm not, I, I'm not trying to talk about, like, serious car accidents or something, but there are people who will be, they'll get a little whiplash from, like, a fender bender, yeah. and that's with them for the rest of their life. That's, yep. you know, that they're always just, they're never quite right afterwards. So a professional wrestler, you know, kind of builds up a, 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 a callus to their body when they're doing it all the time. They're on the road. You just kind of get into it. But to, I, I would think for you, it's probably more challenging now to not be on like the WWE grind that you were doing before. It's more challenging now because your body, you, you do it, but then your body gets that chance to heal just enough before that next booking to do it. And then it's like your body's not quite, ever able to build that callus back. And after a, uh, you know, a year plus of being off, uh, from the pandemic. Yeah. That's something that, you know, for you, cause you were still always active, always doing something, but then you take a year off, man, that callus disappears, you know, dude, when you're, when you're in the thick of it and you're just bumping and running and going, it's your body's used to it. Like you said, you know, people don't understand how, how much hitting the ropes does you know when you yeah. first learn how to run the ropes your back and your ass turns purple yep. just because of the it's not used to it but uh yeah yeah you know when i was in wwe you're going every day or ecw you're going every day mm-hmm. or every you know you we were up to like four days a week but before i left yeah you know ECW. so i you know, i had a pretty good uh pretty good stamina as far as bumping you know yeah but yeah, now you said the pandemic, we took off for a year and a half. And, uh, thankfully for me, I can, you know, work smart, you know, and, uh, I've learned that you don't always have to like, like the, you don't always have to run. Like that's a big thing. When you, when you first start in the business, you're like, okay, I'll run to do this, run to that. I'll shoot you into the rope, shoot you in the rope, shoot you in the rope. No, I'll just bump you. You feed up into the corner. Yep. That way I'm not having to shoot you and you're in position, that yeah. kind of shit. You know? I've, I've mentioned it, on here before, I think, there was that one time when I was in OVW and uh, Nick Dinsmore was teaching the class at that point, and he went and had a, a booking over the weekend. He comes back. It's Monday. He's just like, yeah, the booking's like, I did like 20 minutes. Like, I didn't bump once. We're all like, yeah. how? How did you? And he, like, kind of walked us through the match, and he's like, you know, he's like, between my character and just, he's like, you just learn eventually how to, you know, and that's when that was the first yeah. time I ever heard somebody talk about, um, like the walking, the ring, when you first get into the ring, yep, kind of walking yep. around, kind of, you know, bouncing on the ropes, kind of doing whatever, where he's just Be like, you're feeling, yeah, he's like, you're feeling it. You're seeing what's going on. He's like, I walked around that ring. I was like, nah, I'm not bumping on this. And he's like, yeah, then I just worked the match and didn't bump. And yeah. I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> so, yeah. Dude, like, uh, and that's a, that's an importance of a, of a uh, referee as well. Uh, I can't tell you, I mean, especially if you're in there with like a great referee, like a John, John Finnegan, mm-hmm. I remember going into the ring, many ECW shows and like, he'll be patting me down and he'll say, see where my foot is. There's a loose board there, you know, and this is all in the, the course of patting me down mm-hmm. go, okay. You know, and then, uh, or you, like you said, like with, uh, Dinsmore walk around, you just, yep. 
feel it. You know, you, anytime you see a wrestler do that little bounce with their knees, uh, am I going to bump? Yeah. <laughs> they do that little favorite- bounce, watch the match. They're never going to bump in that spot when they did that bounce. Yeah. One of my favorite things was uh, I did a show in Wisconsin years ago. It was Stevie against Kevin Nash, BWO versus NWO. Mm. And uh, the, the owner bought an old WWF ring. Legend has it. It's the WrestleMania three ring. Um, I don't know, but it, it looked like it, but you get in there and those, those were the, the hard rings that they reinforced force for fucking Andre. Yeah. It's like a box ring. So <laughs> Kevin Nash goes out there, stands in the middle of the ring and does a little thing. He goes, oh, mm. <laughs> and he gets to the mic. He's like, I'd like to thank the, uh, the crew who poured the cement in the ring tonight. <laughs> And me and Steve would just put our shirts over. I, well, I put my shirt over my face like, you know, like a COVID mess. And I yep. start <laughs> so I'm like, ah. So it's just, you know, walk and talk, baby. Walk and talk. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I bet I, I did a lot of those rings when I first broke in, too. I, I worked for Norm Connors out in Pittsburgh. I love Norm, but the guy, the ring he rented felt like, you know, you're wrestling on a, a deck on their back porch. You know, just like, holy shit. You know, then you, you always hear about people training in boxing rings, you know? Yep. If it, the, the, I guess the whole idea was like, if you bump right into a boxing ring, it hurt a little bit less. So you that, hit it right. That so off, go, uh, off at the Wildsmone Training Center, where I first trained, he had three rings. So there was in, one in Hazleton, and then there was two in Allentown at the time when I was doing it. And one of them was a boxing ring, which was their show ring. It was like an old, like, converted yeah. boxing ring one of them was like a, it looked, looked like a WWE ring, but it wasn't, they had like the WWE pads and stuff on and stuff, but it was, uh, I think it was like 16 by 16. And that was just the training ring. And that was like concrete. That was, you know, and then in Hazleton, he had an actual old WWF ring, which was also like concrete. And, you know, they were so hard, but he used to say, that was something he used to say was, if you learn to bump on this, you can bump, anywhere you'll be able to bump anywhere you got to bump outside the ring and there are no mats you'll be fine like you got to do like that was his mindset um but then i would see like these i'd see like samu get in there and take a bump and the ring would like kind of move a little and i was like all right this isn't gonna be half bad and then i realized oh i'm like when i was training there what 150 pounds at that time that ring did not move that didn't you know, like I remember I was talking, somebody took a really good uh, front turnbuckle uh, at AEW. Um, it may have been one of the dark matches or whatever. And they took one. We're like, oh, man, that was that was stiff. And Calvin and I were talking about it. And he's like, uh, he's like, man, he's like, that was kind of getting closer to like the, the Bret Hart, you know. And I remember off of talent when we were learning to do take the turnbuckles it was the front buckle. And he's like, take it like the hearts. You got to take it like the hearts. And I mean, if you've ever seen. Bret Hart or Owen Hart take a front turnbuckle like holy crap man like they can move the ring with it and that was like the first time that I thought to myself maybe I can't do this wrestling thing because I took that and it knocked the crap out of me and it didn't seem like I didn't seem like I did anything like it didn't like I did not like I hit it as hard as I could that turnbuckle didn't even budge <laughs> no, I'm like you know because you see Bret Hart you hear the loud sound and the whole thing moves I was not a big guy, you know, big guy. I was not, I was not. And, uh, yeah, my favorite about that, you, he would hit it so hard to hear the clink 
Uh huh. Like the two metals. Like the buckled with like yeah, and uh, that that is not what good. that was not what happened when I did it. Um, yeah, I was like, man, <laughs> I can't, I can't do this. This is not good. But uh, believe it or not, the harder you hit the mat, the 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 better it is. Mm-hmm. You know, if you we say attack the mat, you just fucking attack it. The harder you hit it, the the better the the give. Yeah, and sometimes worth- to an extent. If you're higher up, I've always found that the bump is a little bit easier the higher you are, to an extent. If you then get that much high, you know, if you're talking the Jeff Hardy edge bump in the TLC, yeah. that's a different yeah. story. But but it's like I would rather sometimes like rather take like a, a like a power bomb than just take yeah, you know, like a, a short arm clothesline or something, right? Like because yeah. you have a little bit more a little more, more t- I don't know if it's more time, a yeah. little whatever, but it just doesn't hurt quite as much. No, I totally agree. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man, uh, the uh, the art of bumping. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> you know? it, it's, uh. yeah, it's uh, you know what though, man. Looking back on on this past week, just you know, like I said before, like I was so happy for you, so proud of you. Like, oh, and it's it's really, you know, AEW. Yeah, I mean, they the AEW Tony Khan paid so much respect to ECW and how important it was, um, and it was one of those things where you look at it and we were talking off air like it's 2021 ECW closed 20 years ago, and like it really, you know, in the moment there you felt like ECW was doing something special, but you mm-hmm. also can be you know kind of you're in your bubble and you're kind of full of your own shit and you're kind of you know. And I just feel like like that event, the pop you got, the stuff you know, those types of things, is really like it's it's validation that ECW wasn't, you know, just uh, uh, you know sniffing their own brand. Like they were, you know, they that it actually was this quote unquote revolution. It really was something in the wrestling business, like that changed the wrestling business. And twenty years after its doors closed there is still this, this, this aura about it in Philadelphia, not just in Philadelphia, but obviously, obviously, especially in Philadelphia. But, um, but it's really cool. And, and uh, Chris Jericho said something in the ring uh, after the show went off the air. He was out there talking, and he said something about, like, that, like, AEW is, like, the new revolution. And, yeah. that, and I really do feel... Being at the shows, being in you know in the crowd there, having been in the locker room, and you now being in the locker room, like, and and you having been in the ECW locker room, I'm curious your take on it. But like to me, it does have that feel. Everything matters. Everything feels like you're doing something. Every match feels like this match was just another step forward, another step in 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 what they're building there. Dude, uh, yeah, there's there's a vibe there, you know, backstage that uh, is great. Um, uh, everybody's happy. <laughs> Everybody gets along. <laughs> and I had a lot of, com- you know, you're there from one to whenever the last, you know, three count was, and um, you know, it just uh, you're having a lot of conversations, and you're talking, you know, you're talking to people you're meeting for the first time, and then you. You know, go have a conversation with somebody you've wrestled with for over, you know, close to 30 years. And the the whole 
consensus is that you know this is a great place to work. Yeah, you know, right. AEW is a great place to work, and you know, you know, people, you know, uh, one person uh, said, you know, it's it's, and I'm not going to put their name out there, but you know, they, you know, everything, you know, elsewhere was so micromanaged. You know, to the, the you know where it could kind of be like robotic and like you know uh you feel you know controlled where you there okay here's your time here's some things we want you to hit go out and apply your craft right and you know that that comes through uh on camera that comes through on and behind the scenes and uh Everybody was so cool. Dude, I talked to everybody, you know, everybody from, you know, I talked to Tony for a little bit, you know, and then you know, I was talking to everybody from Tony to, you know, the sound guys. I was talking, you know, you know, uh, I got a little pop for my, because uh, I had a Eddie Van Halen shirt on because it was the anniversary of his passing. And, you know, I was like, I'll bring Eddie with me underneath my button up shirt. But then like, uh, there was a point where I had to go change into gear because they, they took studio shots of me and crowbar. Awesome. Uh, singles and as a duo. And, uh, I was like, well, I don't want to go catering in my half shirt. So I'll throw my Eddie shirt back on. So, uh, I want to people are trying to eat, you know? <laughs> and, so I go in there, I, I get a lot of pops for the Eddie shirt and, you know, uh, sound guys who, uh, you know, also worked in the music industry start, you know, we start talking about Eddie Van Halen, mm -hmm. you know, it's just that kind of vibe. Uh, you know, I saw a lot of my students there, you know, uh, uh Preston Vance, uh, LSG was there, you know, he had uh, a great showing by the way. I thought his match, did you get a chance to watch it? I don't know if you were by, I monitor. heard because, uh, that was like a couple segments before mine. Mm -hmm. So I was still with Janela and Crowbar uh, doing our, like we were in Gorilla for most of the, I heard it. You can, mm -hmm. a lot of people, a lot of people go, oh, did you see my match? No, but I heard it. Yeah. And that, that's just that as good. Some, yeah. It yeah, was, uh, it, it's one to, I'm almost positive that that's going to be airing. On, uh, cause that was that, it was him and, uh, I can't remember the other guy's name, but against FTR. Yes. And, uh, man, what, a what a great match. Like, I, like you have this expectation of what a quote unquote lesser show, right? Like the, like WWE has like main event and stuff. And you have this expectation from back in like the velocity days that like, you know, <laughs> this wasn't the one where you're going to give it your all. That was, to me, FTR worked that match like it, it might as well have been a pay-per-view match. Like it was just, and uh, LSG had a opportunity as did the other guy. I'm sorry. I can't remember his name, but um, LSG had an opportunity to really showcase his, his ability. And I, I thought that was really cool. Cause I remember I'd called some of his matches back, you know, a few years ago on the, you yeah. know, in the Indies and stuff. And, and you could tell then that he, you know, had some potential and, but you could really see his growth. And, um, I think it was really, it was, it was just cool. It was very cool to see that. Yeah. He's doing, he's doing great things and he's doing things the right way. Uh, he listened, uh, you know, there's things you do in the ring and there's things you do behind the scenes as well. Yeah. And, uh, 
you know, he listened. And we, we had, we, me and him had a couple of great conversations. Uh, Preston Vance, Nick Camarado, uh, you know, uh, co, co, uh, co coach QT Marshall. Mm-hmm. You know, he coached over at the factory too. We, it was great catching up with him. Uh, Danny Cage was back, back there from the Monster Factory. We're all just, you know, commiserating you know jeff jones works there for me jeff jones from ecw works backstage there that was great uh yeah it was just great catching up with people and uh it was just a, a good vibe you know saw cody saw you know got to talk with christian cage for a little bit first class awesome and, uh, <laughs> uh a little inside joke but um and not the uh, mini tunes first class but uh yeah yeah <laughs> No, it was cool, man. Just it's a whole lot. It was like there's a moment where we're just sitting there. We're just, you know, I was talking to the butcher and or, and we're just, and we're just sitting, butcher and the blade, and we're just sitting there just talking music, you know. Was there any you know? point where you sat back there and you just looked around and you saw Christian Cage and you saw Sting and you saw all these all of these people, um, and you just thought to yourself, like, it's fucking 2021. It's almost 2022. Yep. And here I am at a, a, a television production that's going to be on TNT. And, of course, yours is going to be on YouTube. But guess what? That's open to actually even more people. Yeah. Um, but you're sitting there and you're just like, this is a legitimate major player company. And I am sitting back here in a locker room with Sting and Christian and all of these people in almost 2022. Like, yeah. to me... I just think about that and go go back 10 years ago and say, hey, this will be the locker room. And people would be like, the fuck are you talking about? Like, that's not, yeah. that's ridiculous. That is not going to happen. This guy won't be there. That guy won't be there. There won't even be a company this big outside of the right. WWE. And it's just, it's so cool. And this, you know, I felt like I kind of buried the lead when I was doing some of my, uh, my fight stuff. It was like my third video where I'm like, hey, by the way, this is the anniversary show. You know, I kind of like forgot about that. And, you know, I, I, uh, not to put myself over, but I was privileged to be able to be there at the first dynamite and to be able to be there at the, at the anniversary show was a really, it it was just really cool to kind of step back and think about what that first night was and who was there and how far these guys have come and thinking about, you know, I remember talking with Sammy Guevara, um, after the first show and just talking to him for a while afterwards. And, you know, he had that first match there and he was pumped up and he's this young kid, like, you know, just who knows what his future holds, but man, what an opportunity he's being given. And then fast forward two years and here he is now as the TNT champion. And it's just, you look at this stuff and, and it's, it's really cool to see where it's coming. And I wish more people, had that, like you see online, of course, these, these idiots that are just like, you know, like, oh, they were, they were down 0.007 in the ratings on this hour or whatever. And you're just like, shut the fuck up. Like, who cares? Yeah. And, and also, WWE, too. I want WWE to, to knock it out of the park with their ratings. Every time I see AEW get closer to, you know, to beat them in a, in a demo or something like that, I look at that and go, 
good. Not because I want WWE to fail, but because I want WWE to succeed. I want them to do what happened when WCW started kicking their ass. I want AEW to beat WWE in the ratings so WWE can come back and then beat AEW in the ratings. And then AEW can come back and beat them. And just, you know, I don't want to see any, I don't want to see a WCW end to, to either company. I want to see everyone grow. More people have the opportunity. And, you know, Dude, when everybody's prospering, it's mm-hmm. probably the most, you know, we saw it. That's yeah. why people long for it because there was that, that excitement of yeah. what's next. And, uh, yeah, I want everybody to do well. You know, uh, WWE, AEW, MLW. Yeah. Uh, you know, MLW, don't up. sleep on that. Don't, you know, Dude, people I, should not I, be sleeping on that. I just said, I, I just said it in a piece. I was like, you know, I get it. You know, AEW and WWE get the most attention but don't sleep on mlw yeah. i mean they're, they're putting on some really good tv and now they're on vice yep which is fantastic and that's something that i want to because somebody had asked me at one point they're like oh do you not like is mlw like not a big deal because you're not covering why aren't you covering it anymore i want to make it very clear mlw is not on fight anymore they have another deal um i still uh first of all we're on the mlw radio network so shout out to that um yeah but Court Bauer, um, I think, is awesome, doing an incredible job. I think MLW is hands down one of one of the best wrestling shows out there. Uh, so, but I did have a couple of people, I guess, because they were in Philly, and it was like, oh, well, why aren't you going to be there? Because obviously, shows in Philly, I'm usually there covering it. Um, so I just do want to throw out there, there were there were you know, I didn't cover ROH uh, recently in Philly because of covid protocols um it was just we're, we weren't going to do that we weren't going to have the access that it just wasn't necessary to do love with right. you know love the people there and mlw i, I mean i'm i'm jealous because <laughs> I, w- I would love to go work and do stuff there they're, they're awesome it's a great locker room it's a great product always going to be a, a, an amazing audience there so just want to kind of throw that out there for the few people it's only a couple of people but i just want to make that clear uh, they're on a different network and more power to them. That's awesome. Yeah. But that's the only reason why I'm not talking very much about MLW these days. Not because I think they're not. I mean, they're awesome. They are just getting better and better they and better. Are. Yeah. Um, and and talk, talk about locker rooms. That's a great locker room as well, man. Mm-hmm. Everybody <clears throat> from Court Bauer to, you know, people who sell the merch mm-hmm. to the rest. Uh, everybody at MLW is fantastic. Yeah. They it's really just uh, very welcoming, um, very all-inclusive. You know, everybody's welcome. And, uh, Had they yeah. not been so welcoming to me, I don't know that we'd be doing this podcast because that was yeah. brought me into that show, and that's when we did that long-form interview and that short-lived yeah. show that I had on Fight before uh, <laughs> the pandemic ended that. But um, COVID fucked everything. Yeah. But... Uh, Hey, you know what? At this point, though, I know some people have questions for you. Um, so I think we should get to, to ask Meanie anything if that works for you. I would love to. But before we do. That's not the scream sound. Do you have the scream? Hold on. Little on air production meeting here. Uh, let's see. Uh, You'll see why I, I need I, it. I can always I, it afterwards. Uh, yeah. Meanie scream. 
Ah! Ow! Oh my god, fuck. Oh no, it's a bloodbath in here. There's gotta be a better way to get my dagger clean and shiny safely than this. This is what I used to deal with when I cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping my dagger slick and ready for wherever the night takes me. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code MEANIE20. It's time to end the days of shaving your balls ending up looking like a horror movie. The folks at Manscaped have the perfect package for your package to get this done. The Below the Waist Grooming Leaders have a fourth-generation performance package. Inside, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, the Hweed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, liquid formulations, and two free gifts. Spooky season is here, and Manscaped is getting you set. Starting with the Lawnmower 4.0, this fourth-generation trimmer also features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. Also included is the Hweed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer is here to whack your weeds and any goblins that come your way. Both lawnmower and weed whacker are waterproof in the comfort of your home or in wild waters. These tools are your best friends. Speaking of your best friends, don't forget to give your testies besties the love they desire with Manscaped's liquid formulation. First, is the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. You put deodorant under your armpits, why not put deodorant on your balls? You can't forget about their Crop Reviver, Ball Reviver, to give the ball the boys a boost. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to the Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code MEANY20 at manscaped.com. Spend spooky season using the best tools for the job at Manscaped. Get 20% off Plus, free shipping with code MEANY20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code MEANY20. Slay your worst pubes and keep your dagger clean with Manscaped. Or, Manscaped, give your dagger some swagger. That's courtesy of Vanessa Bello. Um, but thank you, Manscaped, for your continued uh, support of our podcast here. Manscaped.com, MEANY. I mean, it is the place to be. You can shave a little jack-o'-lantern into your under gimmick. It's, uh, there's a lot you can do here. The, so the ad read says, host one screams really loud. But I was like, oh, man, we've got that scream button. But then it turned out we only had this here. Because it said scary. And then I was confusing it where you used to have the scream. Hold on. I, let me see if I can bring that back on. Let me uh, do some... Uh... <laughs> Give me two seconds, two seconds, two seconds, two seconds. Where the fuck did it go? I'll even give uh, you three seconds. Oh, okay. I'm in the wrong folder. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't want to edit this out. I just want to keep this whole thing in. Uh, this one? <laughs> That's what we we're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! But anyway, thank you, Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped. Yes. Uh, I use the product. I swear to God, I use these products. Um, might be a little controversial, but sometimes I don't use them. Always use them on my balls. Okay. Just uh, you know, <laughs> putting it out there. Maybe I'll you know, maybe a little ball deodorant on your cheeks. 
<laughs> you know? Maybe I'll trim my beard. Ooh. Hey, it's a great razor, man. That's how I get this point. You know, uh-huh. like, Keep your point clean with manscaped.com, promo code yeah. Meany20. Yeah, but no, seriously, I, I love the ear, nose, ear and nose trimmer, man, because I'm getting it like in the Abe Vigoda stage where, you know, I look like a fucking scarecrow sitting on a picket fence. <laughs> Just got to trim that fucking nose hair. But oh, man. Keep it clean, pal. Unbelievable. Um, so I'm. Unbelievable. Uh, oh, I got notification. While we're doing this, that somebody's at my front door. Um, and I'm, oh, good. Okay. It's, just people, it's just people working. Uh, it's just like landscape stuff. The reason I wanted to make sure is because uh, the Shern office is uh, yes. still under construction from the yes. whole issue that we had. Uh, but the guy's supposed to be coming back today to do another coat of uh, uh, spackle on the ceiling. <laughs> And he hasn't shown up yet. And I was like, well, I'm just going to do that. And I'm out right outside of my office here uh, doing this. But um, Sorensen writes, try and, Meanie, can you send the stream in the Dropbox to Josh? Sorensen, <laughs> all of a sudden, James Sorensen, producer of Mind of the Meanie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Josh is fucking great. He's, 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 you you mean James? Oh yeah. yeah, not to ruin a compliment that was indirectly sent towards me, but you know. Um, but hey, you know what? Let's, yes, uh, James. Let's, let's James do and it. Vanessa could be like our producers. They really are. They're like take, they they really they run this shit here. And then we got Slichter doing merch. This is fantastic. We have people paying us to <laughs> to run our show for us. Um, Say that out loud. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, what? Uh, hey, let's ask Meanie anything. What do you think? I fucking dare you. It's time to ask Meanie anything. Ask me something. I don't have the other ones. <laughs> but I just threw uh, it in. I, I, took, I took my fart off for the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> so, um, uh, James Sorensen asked, what do you think of the TBS championship? Did you get to see it in person? Uh, I, no, I saw the TNT belt up close, mm-hmm. which is cool. That's a new one too. Now they like it, it's like a like encrusted on the TNT logo there. Like it used to be a yeah. mirror. Yeah, it was a mirror. It was like that red one, mm-hmm. which I liked because it reminded me of the U.S. Tag Team mm-hmm. titles. And then I liked Miro's, which was like the green leather. And then uh, Sammy's really nice sammy's a great guy man i uh i did some for his video i did that's the thing i did other stuff there i did stuff for uh i don't want to say oh, I, I know i did i did stuff for uh sammy's video blog yeah blog. and uh i did something else that was really cool hopefully uh it doesn't hit the cutting room floor for uh somebody else's online show okay i did a couple yeah yeah so I, like after the show i was like still doing shit it was great that's awesome I, uh, uh, but yeah, you were asking about the TBS, but I love it. I mean, of course there's blue in it. Yeah. Yeah. There. Um, somebody posted online and this was terrible, but then I couldn't unsee it. So I'm going to make all of you have to, <laughs> the T. someone's like, did they just, uh, announce a women's championship that says hose in the middle of it? If you look at the TBS logo, 
like the the if it's kind of blurred out a little bit, you can't see that tiny little line between the T and the B, which almost oh. makes it look like an H. And then the bottom of the B looks like an O and it looks like it says hose. Oh my God. So that's not ideal, but otherwise the belt, I actually think it's so cool that it looks yeah. just like the TNT belt, just slightly different. And the fact that they're doing a TBS belt and that that's the secondary women's title uh, is so cool. I, I, yeah. I think that is just uh, a brilliant idea. Um, and I can't, I can't wait until they announce the fight belt, you know? That would be so, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I sent a message over to uh, Mike Weber from fight after they announced it. And I was just like, would you like me to commission a fight belt? And uh, I can just award myself champion. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, yeah. You know, look, I, you know, it's, it's a weird thing. What I'm waiting for is AEW to go uh, overseas for AEW to do something like in the UK, right? Oh, they have to, right? Eventually they will. But if you're in the UK, or you're in like, if they took a tour to like Japan or something, you can't watch AEW anywhere but on fight. So right. to them, the TNT title or the TBS title doesn't really mean anything because their network is fight. So, right. I mean... They'll never do this, but they should do something like a fight, uh, like a tournament for like the fight championship or something if they're in the UK. I bet if you went to Mike Weber and said, look, I'll put the money out. <laughs> like, all right, go do it. And to get just, the fight belt and just carry it around? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I have debated and, since the beginning of... You can have, have different AEW talent pose with it for the fight network since they're on fight. There you go. Kind of like the uh, like the being the elite title that <laughs> they they're you know they've got yeah. like doesn't isn't that on their show they have like a title belt that like various people are just winning and losing yeah uh, like Matt Cardona's internet title that Effie stole from him um, yes and Cardona is going to get back this weekend um, by the time you're hearing this Cardona is once again the internet champion that's a <laughs> and it, it whether he is or he isn't I'll be interviewing him after the match to find out uh, how it went. But um, my favorite meme or gift that I saw over the weekend was Dan Helsen with the <laughs> internet championship. And he goes, woo, woo, woo. Yep, it was awesome. He like, bought, he like traded him for it or something and took it. It was great. Um, I just want to hug Dan Helsen. Oh, I man. I want to meet Dan Helsen. I've never met him. Great. I've never great. met him. I'm such a huge fan of his stuff. I want to be able to meet him. I want to do an interview with him. Really want to uh, do an interview with him at some point. I'll, re yeah, I'll reach out to him. Yeah, that would be awesome. I, I, I want to, you know, that was something with Ring of Honor that was kind of being tossed around to do something with him. And then it was just the uh, COVID protocols, which, you know, uh, good on them, right? Like, I'm not. Like an in-person? Yeah, like yeah, I'd like to do an in-person thing with him. I mean, I, look, I'm happy to do a, a, you know, a virtual one as well. But with him, like, I would love to do one of those. I always have fun, like, doing those, like, stand-up interviews, you know? Like, those oh, are, he's, I mean, he's, he's just, so, well, that's so the thing. The, the idea, right, the idea of being able to just, you know, I've done, it's like what I've done with Cardona is, like, we don't, we're not, you know, at one point, I remember the first interview I did with Cardona, I'm like, so what do you, you know, I'm like, do you want me to, he's like, whatever, man, we'll just, we'll figure it out. Like, yeah, it was like calling it in the ring. And, like, and I was just like, that's the best way to do these things. I'll just start a, doing my thing. Let them do their thing, you know? 
I did a well. I I did a backstage skit with uh, Leva Bates, Blue Pants. Yep, that's hopefully going to make air on one of those shows. And uh, we were like, we were like really trying to figure out how to do this promo, like the skit. And uh, I don't want to give it away, mm-hmm. uh, but um, it's like fuck it, let's just do it. And we did it, and it's came out great that's awesome you know it was better than anything we had pre-planned i think that's that's awesome and she's a she's great too you know she's very cool she's a really nice really she nice does person. a lot of stuff man she's behind the scenes yeah doing good she's doing good stuff not to toot her horn you know her 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 horn for her but she's uh she's doing good man. as she's long as she stuff. gives you permission <laughs> you know like uh yeah everybody like and that's the thing, cool thing about AEW. A lot of people wear a lot of different hats, kind of like ECW. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I do want to just say, Sorensen says, uh, "RIP to the belt creator of the TWF Championship." Yeah, I do. You know, I posted something about that. Oh um, my god! As we're recording got- this, yesterday, um, Reggie Parks passed away after a, a short uh, battle with COVID, which oh is heartbreaking. Uh, Eighty-seven years old, I want to say. Yeah, um, legend. And legend yeah there there there's no other term for him he created wing eagle belt yeah i mean that's my favorite belt and not not in not just the wing eagle belt i mean that's you know oh, I, besides that but yeah i say because that's my favorite belt uh he created the intercontinental which is my that that's yeah. always been my favorite yeah. belt uh yeah. the classic tag belts all of the i mean any of the i mean we that's get, the thing. I say, Wing Eagle's my belt, and you say, and he created the Intercontinental. I'm like, fuck. You go, you go yeah, no, that's my belt. And then you go, yeah, but the, the old school tag belts. No, that's my belt. No, you know, he, uh, his, his uh, fingerprints are going to be on this business forever, uh, which yeah. is a really cool thing. And, and yeah, he, I, I posted a thing on social media um, about, you know, the TWF belt was, you know, Bill Apter introduced me to him and, uh, and him and Ed Schumann. Um, yeah. Who, who, yeah. Ed passed away uh, about a decade ago, but um, yeah. the two of them worked with me to just, uh, like I, I said in the thing, Reggie Parks charged me pennies on the dollar, like for that belt. Um, and I'm sure it was because I was a, a friend of Bill's, but I think it was also because of my age. I was 15, and I think he's like, well, I'm not ripping this kid off. And uh, then they threw in, they're like, hey, you know what? They're like, to kind of keep the price down, we'll just do the two plates on either side instead of the four plates. But you know what? Why don't we throw them? We're going to throw that championship plate in on the back, the one that says, like, it says TWF champion. And they just threw that in. And, like, it was just, to me, to have a, you know, I wouldn't be displaying, like, the, the Teenage Wrestling Foundation championship belt if it was just a replica thing that I had gotten. It's right. because it's a Reggie Parks belt. Like it is a, a it means a lot to me because of what I had it for. But from a display standpoint, this was a handcrafted belt. The leather was handcrafted. The uh, this was this was a Reggie Parks, and that's you know uh, something I've always proudly displayed and will continue to. But you know, uh, it's it's kind of, again a, a belt from Reggie Parks. It's kind of like uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Les Paul. Mm-hmm. Making you some guitar, mm-hmm. you know. Well you know, said. You know, you know he cut the wood. You know he 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 made he screwed the neck in by yep. hand. And he polished it. He put in the strings. He put in the pickups. Very well. Know? That that's a a great 
analogy because it really it, it really is that's the thing i'm looking at so i'm like this is like you think of any any artist and you have you know a, an artist you really are, are a fan of and you have one of their actual paintings like that's what this is this is a work of art yeah. um yeah. and uh yeah it's uh so you know rest in peace to him uh get your get people fucking get vaccinated yeah. um get vaccinated or just put your mask on or stay home at this point. Yeah. Um, Say the fuck. Yeah. I mean, the wrestling world has just lost another person, a legend because of that. You know, we've, we've gone into detail about, you know, I've lost family. A lot of people have lost a lot of people. So get your, get your shit together. I know in the beginning we tried to be very uh, PC about it, not push, you know, whatever. I'm very comfortable still pushing. Don't this. preach to me. Yeah. Don't preach to me. All right. Well, don't oh, listen. Then. You. Yeah, get, get your fucking shot. And well, I don't know what's in it. It's gonna. It's like okay, yeah. Go eat your eat your uh, your hot dog too, because you know what's in that. Um, yeah, Andy Slichter writes: Is Blue Meanie going to be on Being the Elite? I, I think re- read between the lines, Slichter. Um, uh, or are you going to be on that uh, that? So there's Sammy Guevara's vlog, and then that other that other web show. <laughs> The thing I've tried not to allude to. I was just to. saying, like, the other web show. It's like, come on, Selector. I think we all kind of get what's going on here. Uh, but you know what? If he was, that might air before this airs. Yeah, that was the worry that... Uh, the worry was giving away the surprise of me being on the show. Yeah, but that's... I mean, that's... Nowadays, surprise. the second you walked out there, people were tweeting. Dude, yeah. I got back to the, the locker room, looked at my phone, and holy shit you know and uh, i was like oh yeah i gotta keep this on the wraps nope uh <laughs> fucking I, i'm sitting there <laughs> this is how great it is. you know i was like i'll keep it I'll keep it a secret i'm sitting there i'm backstage sitting on a road case looking at my phone and cole, cabana, <laughs> cole cabana snaps a photo of me because i have my my i have painted on glasses but i wear these like this yep. so i have my shoot glasses over my work glasses and he just he puts it on his Instagram says business meanie. Yep. <laughs> now was that before you even came went out on stage? Or that was after. That was before I went out. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking cult. <laughs> um. But hey. Hey. It, 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 that it's like you know, you know when you're like, man, I don't know if I should fart, and then somebody else farts. You go, okay, the gloves are off now. Like it, man. So, yeah, open season. Yeah. You um, just, you just invited a vampire in your house, pal. <laughs> Uh, so we got time for just a couple more here. Uh, Ringside Rant says, who is the best women's champion right now? And why is it Britt Baker? She is. I'm not arguing fan. that. No, there's no arguments. She is made. a star. She carries herself like a star. Uh, she is. She's that's awesome. The, awesome. That's the thing, man. Uh, pro wrestling is more than what you do in the ring. Um, I was fortunate uh, before the show. Alistair, uh, Malachi Black. Malachi Black. There's Jim three Ro- names. There. Jim Ross had the same issue on air, and people gave him shit for it. It's like, dude, the guy has had how many names at this point? It's tough. But, but uh, Malachi Black was doing kind of like a pre-show kind of seminar mm-hmm. with some of the younger talent. I was that's I, awesome. I got to sit there. I, I stood there and listened. And he was kind enough to. And I know this is about Brent Baker, but oh. I have. To, I'm alluding to something you just said. <clears throat> he uh, 
said something to me. He's like, yeah, I, I got, I got a chance to tell the guys, you know, wrestling's more than what you do in the ring. It's if you're a pro wrestler, it's almost like being in law enforcement. You're that job 24 hours a day, seven days a week, whether you're at the bank or out the mall or in an airport, you have to carry yourself a certain way. And Britt Baker does that. She is a star. Yeah. Uh, in every, every sense of the word. Yep. She really it doesn't is. matter. I mean, it, it helps that she's a great wrestler, great worker, but you know, you look at her and you go, she's somebody. Yep. Agreed. Yep. Um, and that belt's great too, man. Speaking of belts, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, the, first, yeah, really the first one was really nice. And now they, was a, it was a little small. small. It was a little small. Yeah. And so, but I like the design. It has a very like old school feel to it, but it's, it's really cool. Um, yeah. uh, James Sorensen says, this question is from Josh from Philly. <laughs> hey, Meanie, why did you kayfabe Josh? All right. Um, we got comedy writers on this show. Yeah. Look at this all of a sudden now. Uh, all right. Let, uh, Sorensen is a grade a ball buster. Seriously. Man's a, getting comfortable here which is great we love this yeah. um get a little uh, comfortable <laughs> uh jeffrey mitchell last one here this has to do with uh, uh malachi love black jeffrey. are you and malachi black starting a tag team called black and blue asking for a friend it's me i'm the friend you are a friend my friend <laughs> here's something about jeffrey mitchell right <clears throat> i'm friends with uh if you're from Philly, you know, 93.3 WMMR, mm -hmm. uh, Brett Porsche, okay. uh, the rock, rock and roll guy, but loves wrestling. Like he'll do like his reads over like Brock Lesnar's ring music mm -hmm. on the air. He sends me a photo. He goes, dude, I'm at the union game. I see a BWO shirt. He sends me a photo. It's Jeff, Jeffrey Mitchell. <laughs> it's like, ah, it's my awesome. boy, Jeff. That's awesome. Yeah. Man. So I love our community, man. Yeah. You know, I talk about communities, you know, uh, AW's got community. We got, we have our community. I love the wrestling community. Um, sometimes I wish the wrestling community would fight with each other so much. Yeah. In the outside world, we're a bunch of dorks. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Like the rest of the world makes fun of us because we like wrestling. Yeah. Here we are fighting each other when we should be banded together to tell the outside world fuck you we love wrestling you know uh last question here from shackleford what's that i love jeffrey mitchell uh his son's growing up way too quick um yeah. gotta say that tell that kid to chill the fuck out <laughs> uh last question here uh from shackleford shackleford meanie how was the aew catering Oh, fucking phenomenal. I'll send you a photo. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think they got a memo. I was coming. They're like, no, we'll serve you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got to play. I went to reach for the utensils. No, no, no. We serve you. Uh, oh. <laughs> That's awesome. Dude, it was fucking phenomenal. It was good. Yeah, was they, don't, good. they don't skim on that stuff. They're, uh... Your catering folks are really nice, too. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they, they might. I guess they use the same company. I don't know. Everybody seems familiar with each other, but yeah, I, I had like three rounds. Not in the same time. No, hey. But yeah. uh, you know, I went there. You know, as soon as they, they get there, oh, catering's that way. Oh, excuse me. There we go. Yep. <laughs> I got excuse a me. I got a gimmick to uphold here. 
I got a image to maintain. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was great. Uh, and the cool thing is, you know, they had the TV in there and like, like they do the, the lunch and then they have a dinner. And then during the course of the show, they put the uh, show on in the mm-hmm. catering room, which was, you could sit there and watch. I, I watched at the monitor. So I like to watch, you know, with the boys. Yeah. I mean, there, some of the boys were in the catering too, but uh, then they had like a, like a late night thing. Yeah. You know, just like a, Awesome. Takes the shit home, but yeah, we ain't bringing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. My man. favorite story is I, I there. I don't even want to say. I get accused of telling the wrong stories, but like there's, I heard this one WWE guy back in the day used to bring Tupperware to TV tapings, just because after the show there's nothing <laughs> to eat. So yeah, I take a plate back to the locker room, throw it in the Tupperware, and you got something for the hotel later on. Why not, man? They're just gonna throw it away. Fuck yeah! yeah. There were so many cookies. So, well, on that note, <laughs> while Meanie's going to need to excuse himself, um, but I, I shit myself yesterday. You, okay, I was about to hit our go home music. What? I'm sorry. What? <laughs> uh, I, you can hit the music. I no. just trusted the part. Oh man! Well, we That's hope. Weird. They're in a random dumpster somewhere. <laughs> well, you, we hope that you will trust us more than Meanie can trust my underwear. We hope that you will trust us more than Meanie can trust his farts uh, to always deliver a good show for all of you. Um, <laughs> you also need to join patreon.com slash mind of Meanie so you can see the visuals of what Meanie's doing here. Um. Oh God. Oh, cut in your eye. <laughs> to see the outline under my glasses. <laughs> oh man. Well, hey, thank you everybody for uh, for tuning in. We really appreciate it. episode eighty one. Apologies to Al Snow. Uh, we'll get oh, you next wow. time. Um. But uh. But hey, Al Snow is going to be joining us uh, with a new Cella Toys line. But if you want a Mind yeah. of the Meanie Cella Toy line, go to mindofthemeanie.com. We still have a few left, uh, and a couple signed, maybe two or three signed ones left. So jump in right now. Uh, follow us on social media. He is at Blue Meanie BWO. I am at So Says Chernoff, and we are at Mind of the Meanie across the board. Uh, check us out at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. And uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie and ProWrestlingTees.com slash So says Chernoff. Vanessa says Poo World Order. Slichter, get to work. Uh, and we will see all of you. <laughs> Meanie says no. And <laughs> we will see all of you uh, next Monday like we do every Monday Another trip into the mind of the meaning. The world of MLW Radio never stops. 